0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 30 of Simple Can, a uh, lot of updates, a lot of updates. For tuning in, uh, I will not um, start explaining why I've taken such a such a huge gap because uh, I think you guys are sick of it, and also it, it is what it is. Uh, the comments uh, they're roasting me pretty heavily. I, I'm going to joke in the last episode that uh, I might do the next episode next year, and that's exactly what's happened. Uh, but uh, this is the biggest single handed change that's happened since the last episode. To this one, obviously, I got married. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing was that um, I keep joking. I mean, you simple game fans on the comment section of my picture on Instagram rightfully said, I thought you're going to wait till you have a daughter uh, to reveal that. I just had to. Um, too bad I couldn't do it till the daughter thing. That would have been epic if I could just keep my private life private till I had it. R- Tell my, my daughter just randomly went behind me last episode a lot of people confused my playstation 5 controller for a toy car which you thought meant i had a child Guys, i'm not proud of this i'm not proud of uh, you guys looking at all of this and insinuating things when you guys should be spending that energy for a lot more productive things now the obvious question i get um is which is also i'm not fully uh, uh, understood is everyone's kind got- <laughs> upset with me that i kept my relationship so in secret for so long and just revealed when i got married i think uh, a part of me which is also a part that you guys don't see is very private about my own life and but the but i always knew that the day i get married i'll kind of obviously share it because this is a very touch wood, hopefully a very permanent situation but instead of being cynical and realistic i'm just saying that i always felt if i if i shared my relationship online it would come back to bite me and um, i think it i think i was right about it like i have been in some relationships before and they didn't work out and because my life is so bizarre where you know if i put something so many like millions of people would see it which is such a weird situation anyway Adding the complexity of a relationship to it, I just thought I could handle it. And I, I really can't. But I think oh, wedding, uh, getting married to someone is a more permanent decision, uh, which I'm comfortable sharing with. And uh, that's why I didn't want to share. And it's like a doublet sword, right? Uh, I know a relationship is serious for me. And then I started, if I start sharing it and and then it ends for some reason, Now I have to be sad for myself, I have to be sad for my family and now I have to deal with social media as well, which I can't do guys, (laughs) I can't. But I'm so happy with the positive love that was shared uh, for my wedding. Very surprised people cared so much, but very kind words were shared. Um, I was very protective of Trace because I am used to the negative toxic stuff on the internet about how you look about how you sound about who you are about your behavior but she isn't and she doesn't have to she's a dentist her life doesn't have to be paraded on social media so i was very worried that she might get some negative toxicity from random people on the internet don't have to worry about her facing that bad part of social media also i think because this pandemic covid lockdown blah blah happening Um, we haven't gone out much and we don't have to face anything yet so we're in a sweet bubble yeah man I'm very excited to be married I always wanted to be married very excited to have found such a wonderful person and I'm so happy that I can share it with you guys and I am so used to keeping my private life private that now I'm slowly introducing my side of life that I didn't show you guys because it involved my girlfriend right Trace and I have been dating for a while so there were a lot of stories I couldn't put out and now I've got used to that uh, but now I'm doing it and it's again man I don't know what's the right amount to share. Um, it's also very flattering and also scary how people want to know about my personal life but at the same time I'm also just like it's just feeling based right there's no right or wrong. I'm just trying to get comfortable with how much I want to share. I recently put this Instagram story and a lot of people ask me why am I to put more wedding pictures and I thought I don't want to spam you guys, but there are a lot of you guys. That, but please spam us. So it's very sweet. So I'll share some photographs. Please be nice, and uh, thank you for the sweet messages. And it's very weird now. I, I do like shows online for corporates, and or at a client call, and they sweetly congratulate me. I think it's very sweet. <laughs> you know, it's nice. The world is a very nice place. As I'm experiencing it anyway. Let's get to the questions. Um, you guys have been sending a lot of questions. By the way, there's another episode coming after this. I know you don't trust me at this point. Which I shot with the guest. That has been edited. and uh, But that has a small sponsor in it. So I'm very excited. First sponsor of Simple Ken. I'm just getting that sorted. That's why that episode is going to come after this. And also I had shot that before the wedding. So I realized it's New Year. Wedding. I need to address a lot of things. Also, Happy New Year! It's the first episode of 2022 coming out in Feb. But I mean, Jan was a pretty heavy month for me. Also, thank you for the love on Spotify Wrapped. a Lot of people's number one um, podcast. Apparently, a long recording of talking was Simple Ken. So thank you so much for that love. Also on Ghana, it was one of the top ten in the country. Crazy guys, crazy. You guys are too kind, and. Um, Very happy to come back with this episode. And a lot of things have changed for me work-wise as well, which I'll tell you in due course. But a lot of exciting things coming up. Anyway, let's go to the first question. uh, And I'll keep getting to stuff. Oh, underscore Diti says, Hey Kenny, firstly, I'm very happy for you and Tracy. You both are so cute. Thank you. We are. Secondly, my question is, when you try to move on from someone, when do you know for sure that you've moved on oh it's a very cool question keep getting this in simple, can i think i'll just revisit this i'm very uh, glad for the therapy i've done where a uh, one word that keeps coming back is introspection and guys especially i think i'm just generalizing here but women tend to be more emotionally aware they really give time with a feeling like if you're annoyed or happy or sad or angry or hungry or irritated You really dwell in it, understand it, and then you let what the emotion has to do do, and then it goes away. While men in general tend to cut it out or not process it. So I can answer this as how I deal with it, obviously. In the past, I, I got out of a very long relationship and I didn't process it. And I mean, this is very personal, but i was on my bike in a random traffic jam a year after the breakup and i just started crying inside my helmet it's quite sad and then i realized oh my god i've been keeping this inside for so long that my unconscious or subconscious had no option but just to come out randomly one year later while i'm in a traffic signal that's when i realized that i've been Putting it aside, this is also pre-therapy. Now I've gone for therapy and the first thing I have to train myself to do is to sit down with the emotion. And I did notice that post-therapy I was in a relationship and then I broke up. I think I just took two weeks to really feel it. So I was doing what I was doing. I was going to work, doing my shows. But I woke up in the morning and I just sat and I felt sad that the relationship ended. And it ended for whatever reason it had to end. But I was like, it's over. If you miss her, it's okay. If you're supposed to miss the person you're in a relationship with, are you sad? Of course, you're supposed to be sad. But the goal was not to extend it for too long. There's a difference, right? You don't want to just sulk and enjoy the sadness. And that also becomes addictive of feeling like a victim, of feeling, oh, look at me. But at the same time, you've got to feel what you got to feel. So I was like, I'm allowed to be sad for two weeks. So for two weeks, I was like really sad and if if a memory of her came, I thought of it and then it went away because I gave it the attention it wanted and then I could get through my day and we know when they say time heals, it's, it's with an asterisk, time heals when you acknowledge it, time doesn't heal before like the whole bike crying incident, for one year dude, I thought I was fine and then suddenly I was crying so... Obviously, time didn't heal, right? So time only heals when you introspect. So uh, take a ballpark figure, two weeks, I guess. That's what worked for me. And if it takes two weeks, great. If it takes longer, take longer. But it has to end at some point. And it will also if you truly introspect. By introspect, I mean be aware of what you're feeling and telling yourself, obviously, you'll feel this way. And then feeling it for a healthy amount of time, which I said was two weeks. And getting over it. Now, if it takes you longer, take longer. Because if you don't get over... There's no other option. You have to get over it. Or at least process 50% of it. Because then your next relationship will get baggage, bro. Some sexy baggage you'll come with. And Papa, just ruin the next relationship. You know, in, cartoon you have, in cartoons, you have that... They take a snowball and they throw it on the side of a mountain. And it keeps rotating. And then it becomes this giant snowball that's what like emotional baggage from previous relationships is and this is not just a guy thing huh? i don't want in the comments to be like yeah, yeah. I think, oh, women also do it everybody does it your parents also do it your mom your dad man the amount of baggage your dad's carrying from lack of communication in his family your mom's carrying from in-law issues they all nicely take it out on <laughs> on us papa dude our parents are such children when it comes to emotion. Papa, they need one hug and one, one assurance. and Papa, they're no one to talk to. they so busy raising us and dealing with life. I'm smiling because I feel so bad for them. Uh, we will change that, right guys? We will figure this out. We'll break the cycle. Let's break it. At least for ourselves. man. Okay, next question is from Suleika. Hi Kenny, doing a presentation on pop culture, independent music, and live shows in India. I know this is like a little bit of a complex question, but can you please tell me when was the first live show? How many people showed up then versus how many show up now? And what do you think about how your online presence and social media influence that? So, Suleika, so uh, I'm just gonna answer it because I think it's pretty obvious. But so when I first, I'm not how social media affected it. It's pretty obvious, but when I started, I used to play in a band uh in in college and we have performed in places with two people five people ten people and we also got a gig once where we sang music in a seafood restaurant for two tables of families who are not listening to us that was a long period of my career where you just performed for 10 people 15 people 20 people thanks to a lot of stand-up a lot of comics who organized shows in the early days i got to do a lot of shows in bangalore and delhi and bombay where there were like 300 people 500 people my biggest show i did before was thousand people and i couldn't believe a thousand people i was so nervous and then i started working on my i mean I as always on my youtube but i was very serious about focusing on youtube for stand-up this was 2014-15 and then my videos went viral and focused on instagram and twitter and really worked on it as two jobs and that obviously affected people coming to a show but what's interesting is just because you have a following doesn't mean people show up i think you have to obviously have a decent show to put up because performing for camera and performing on stage is completely two separate fields which a lot of people forget um, I think if you put on a good show people come again I had many repeat actually that was a big problem Touchwood, where I had so many repeat audiences that I had to write new shows because they kept coming again after 6 months or 8 months and they were like I saw this show 6 months ago it's the same show so I, I had to like write new shows which was great like it was good for me growing so yeah that that was the difference and I think uh, I'm I'm hard working plus I was at the right time at the right place and both mixed because I've been working on youtube since 2007 but nothing happened absolutely zero and then in 2015 a lot of things accumulated and things coincided and i was discovered so it's good equal measure of being right place at the right time and just working my butt off to have enough content to go viral so thank you for that question here we have a troll comment from apurva gupta get a comfortable chair to sit on you sound so nervous and we know you're sweating no amount of makeup can hide that. P.S. I'm a big fan. Love your humor. What is the point of this comment? Also, what annoys me is like, um, I try to not... I mean, I don't put makeup for videos unless it's um shoot like, a big shoot like for Netflix or Amazon where you have to put... Um, all these home videos is just me and if I'm sweating, it's okay. I mean, how can we get this whole body image issue sorted if you guys don't let me sweat sweating is a very normal process also i have to kind of keep my fan at low because it'll come into the mic and i don't have an AC in this hall so yeah so it's okay man and the chair is fine i'm actually comfortable i'm just not nervous i'm excited so you don't have to micro analyze things man so weird, top microanalyzing. People are very complex. You think someone looks nervous, they're actually excited. If someone looks scared, they're actually not scared. If someone's angry, that's just their resting face. So, you know, uh, I just had to mention the uh, troll of the week. So this question is from the Instagram uh, Simple Ken, Basically, at Simple Can Podcast, if you're wondering. Art O. o Graham says, Can we have an episode with both you and your wife, please? I've been asked to do an episode with my dad, And Trace, (laughs) the thing is, uh, these two people I have to live with and I don't like to force them to do stuff. I'll ask Trace if she would like to uh, be on it. But uh, again, it's like, I have been in this field for a decade. So for me, a lot of the unnatural things seems normal. But she's a dentist and she's had a very normal life. And I feel like if she comes here, she might start micro-border being like, am I looking fine? You know, is this the right thing to say? So I'm going to ease her into it. I'm not saying no. Uh, I ask her permission for posting stuff and cause, you know, um, it's like you put up something and a million people see it and they just notice if you're nervous on a chair or sweating. So it is a lot for someone who's not in this field. So I don't want to do anything that makes her uncomfortable. So I'll ask her, but... I'll get guests no, who are in this field, who can navigate through this. But if she wants to, definitely. Syed Shozab Abbas says, now that Mr. Sebastian has found a partner to deal with life's existential questions to have long talks with, does this podcast even play a role in his life? Wow. High praise. Note, my uh, DP's from Habitat, where I met you, I performed in the open mic also that day, music one. You came by an auto and the person... Who was with me, Judge you saying, Auto say Aya Kenny, I expected better. <laughs> Auto is India's national vehicle. That didn't, that didn't even make sense to me personally, is the question. Uh, so Sayyad, yes. So I was having a conversation with my manager recently where a luxury brand approached us for something and I hesitated to do it because I was like, my South Indian is kicked in immediately. I was like, it's a luxury product, why am I showing off? And then my manager had to remind me that I make enough to buy that. So why wouldn't you advertise it? Like, And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then it hit me. I think it's a cultural difference and also how I was raised, where I was raised with maximum scarcity, where the more you earn, the more you might lose, which is not true at all. Well, I mean, I have this conversation with Kanan a lot, where he keeps telling me like, you've earned this money and you should spend it and not feel guilty about it. And thanks to him, I have started like spending on things that bring me joy. Man, in mean, India, there's a massive, like, anti-capitalism thing. Where making money is bad, especially in, in art. Like, how can you charge money, you know? It's like, it. You, you have to charge money. So, this made me happy that my perception is that I come in an auto, I expect it better. I'm, like, happy that that's the image I have. Because if I showed up in, like, a Mercedes or something, I don't know. That would not be fun. Like, so maybe I might change my mind about this. You let me know what you guys think in the comment below. What is your perception that if you have something, and if you just own fancy things, is that a bad thing, or you should be proud of what you have owned and bought? Like, if you can afford a big fancy house, big car, fancy clothes, you should you should just wear it, like not rub it on people's face. You should not obviously obviously be like this costs so much. What is yours? But just like be in it. Like, if in this scenario I came in a very fancy luxury car, do you think that's showing off? I don't know uh i don't have a luxury car by the way i think it's a bad investment um but but let me know what you guys think very curious because it's a i think it's a south indian thing or a cultural thing because uh uh i'm gonna generalize it punjabis really know how to flash and spend stuff and they're so happy about it which i also envy you know to like truly live life to the fullest so you let me you let me know it's a fun question Papi S says, "Hey Kenny, I just want to hug you and say thank you so much for making me feel not weird. Because lately, I was wondering a lot that I'm the only person who feels like that about life. Because when I go out to discover people and interact with people more, as I've been really bad at the added in the past, I sometimes feel that I'm really stupid because I like to be quite open and honest about my thoughts of life and feelings. But when I'm open, I feel like a weirdo because I don't find anyone who is, but." When I listen to your podcast, I feel totally relatable when you answer things. Thank you. I took up this question because it's an interesting question of oversharing and boundaries. When you kind of don't have well-defined boundaries in your emotional self, well, you kind of overshare. And it's like a quick technique to build trust where you think you are sharing something very vulnerable and intimate and private. And that prompts the other person to do the same, which is also how feelings work and people work. But you gotta, gotta pace yourself, man. You, if you meet someone new and if they ask you something personal or you share something personal, just don't, give it time. It's not the first and only time you'll meet them. And if you want to build a relationship, you can build it in blocks. You know, there's no hurry. I think there's such a urge to please someone that you're like, it'll be rude if I don't answer this question. Always use humor or sarcasm to deflect questions you don't want to answer, but give it time. You have some healthy boundaries because then you'll feel stupid, quote-unquote stupid, where you're like, Arey, I nicely poured my heart out and I don't even know this person's last name. So yeah, just pace yourself. I have some boundaries about um, I'm meeting this person for the first time. We can have a good conversation. It doesn't have to be super intimate and personal. Uh, or I feel like i have overshared and I feel bad. And it is true though, you like you have to be conscious of who you're sharing what you're sharing with kind of like my personal life on social media where if you're not ready to handle the consequences of it don't do it now um and people are people they they might not intentionally do something to hurt you but it could hurt you a lot where you would tell someone something very intimate and they go casually tell someone else and then they come and tell you and you're like, what? I told them in confidence. How could they do this? And then they're like, but you told me the first time I met you. So I thought it's not that personal, right? It's something I took a long time to figure out. So uh, this might be very obvious to a lot of you listening, but it's not to some people. So I was just, I thought I'll get in the that a little bit. Next question is from Tanvi KM. Hey Kenny, so I'm like an eighth. I have many stress and I stress about literally everything I do because I keep thinking about how my parents will look at me if I get low marks. What do you think about parents reacting to your marks and keeping low expectations even with a simple thing you did wrong? Love your long recording of talking. The question is about what I have experienced but my parents said they do it to improve me? Question mark? me from what I'm guessing. <sighs> You're getting stressed because your parents have an expectation from you to get good marks? From your perspective, you think your parents know that you're doing your best, and maybe they do know you're doing your best, and you feel like whatever you do is not enough and to be honest, then you're going to feel like this even when you grow older, it's not just a eight standard thing now, to be fair you are in your you are in the phase of your life where you have to learn and educate yourself, and your parents are helping you do that. You don't have to own for yourself. You don't have to look for a house. You don't have to think about groceries or salary. Your role is to get educated. Now, obviously, you're allowed to get stressed and you should talk to your parents about it. But unless they have unrealistic expectations like you have to get 100 out of 100 or whatever. But if they want you to do well, ask them, like, what is the range you expect me to? And if they're like, get at least 93, be like, okay, I'll try for that. But I'm going to do my best. But the point is like, all the phases of our life we kind of have roles to play so in this stage of your life you have a role to study well do well in school which depends on what your parents think is well and play get some hobbies learn some skills and then after that you have college which is even more education focused and you get less time to play and do hobbies And then your role turns into getting a job and being financially secure. Then eventually your role turns into taking care of a family. And eventually when you get really old, you start giving gyan and people take care of you. Which is best phase, I feel. If you're lucky enough for someone to take care of you. Don't get frustrated at this phase of your life. You know, it seems a lot. But Tanvi, you'll figure it out. Okay? And if your parents are being unreasonable, it's okay. A lot of parents are unreasonable, but... I'm assuming your parents want what you, what's best for you and they're taking care of you. If you can talk to them, talk to them. Don't get angry at them because tell me if you had a kid someday and they are getting you marks, you'll be like, but get more, no. So just think of it in that way. Anytime you feel frustrated, just think from their perspective. And if they, they can also be unreasonable and try to talk to them about it. And if they're not willing to listen to you, I'm sorry, there's not much options left. But I feel... The more you talk to your friends about it, talk to your friends about it and check out their situation because that's like the number one way I used to console myself. Like I used to think my parents are strict and then I talked to another family and I realized how hellish it was. It gives you momentary relief. It's not actually a solution, but you're not alone. Like everyone your age feels this. In a way, it's kind of okay that they actually care about you. There are a lot of parents who just don't give a crap and these kids grow up really messed up. And then there are parents who give too much crap. Those kids also turn out. But nobody knows the balance because every kid is different, every parent is different. And also remember, emotional baggage. Your parents are taking out their crap on you, and you are taking out your crap on me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Tanvi, I just I just took this question to reassure you that you're not in this alone. Also, I have some sad news that this will probably be the last episode that I'm shooting here. Because I'm moving back to Bombay, Uh, moving back to Mumbai. Goa has been great. This place has been awesome, but I'm moving back. So the setup is going to look different, man. I'm going to miss this place. I had a wonderful, wonderful time here. Got to spend time with Trace and then got engaged and got married. Uh, So Goa is very special for me. But yeah, I mean, the new year is seems very exciting to me. It feels like we can truly start doing stuff i'm looking forward to traveling and getting back to work and doing more comedy and i hope you guys are uh, i feel like this whole period has been very introspective for all of us where we started questioning things like is my job really nice are these friends really friends if they can't keep in touch do i really need half of the things i thought i needed that's my sarcastic voice but it's been a very interesting phase and uh yeah this was episode 30 of simple can uh, you can listen to the audio version in on a lot of platforms like Apple, uh, Ghana, uh, Stitcher, a lot of, lot of platforms, Google Podcasts. So, yeah, uh, and if you have your questions, please ask the question on Instagram because I'll definitely read it there. Or on YouTube uh, with the hashtag SimpleCan so that I get to see that that's a question. And, yeah. You guys have been wonderful and thank you for supporting uh, the long recording of me talking. There's more to come. And I hope you have a wonderful new year in Feb because Jan just went by, guys. To be honest. And uh, yeah. Have a wonderful week or month ahead. Okay, ta-ta, Bye-bye.